Ghost uh, moves on it. Amen. All right, I want you to get your Bibles this morning, and I want you to turn to Matthew 2 this morning, and uh, Matthew 2, verses uh, 1 through verse 11 this morning. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 11. If you're not saved this morning, God has a gift for you today, and uh, you need to pick it up before you leave the building. Uh, Amen. Uh, Amen. We had on our sign maybe last year, one year, uh, free Christmas gift inside. Uh, Come inside for the details. Amen. Amen. God's got a free gift for you. And uh, if you don't pick it up, uh, you know, you just won't have it. Uh, But, uh, you know, if I buy somebody a gift, I want them to have it. I do everything I can to get it to them, make it easy for them to get it. That's what the Lord did with salvation. All right, Matthew 2 and uh, verse uh, 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not thou least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And they had, they had heard the king, they departed. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense, and mirth. Thank you and be seated. Our fathers, we come to you, Lord, this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. We know we're saved, we're sealed with Him until the day of redemption. And uh, whether we ever feel anything or not, if we're saved, we know the Holy Spirit's within. But we like it when He manifests Himself and fills up the vessel until it overflows. Lord, as I come today, I thank you, Father, for having a part within me that cannot sin. I thank you, Lord, that I have a part in me that's as holy as the Lord Jesus Himself. And that seed remains in me, and I, that part cannot sin. But I thank you, you've made provision for the part that can sin. And Lord, I can wash my hands and... Lord, have fellowship with you, Lord, as I go through this world and pick up the trash and the dirt of this world. 
Lord, I thank you for salvation, full and free. And uh, Lord, I know you wanted everybody to have this gift. And I pray, the Lord, that anyone that's here today that has never received the free gift of salvation, that they might receive it today on this day that we celebrate uh, the Christmas gift. Now, Lord, I ask you today to help me to preach and get me out of the way. And uh, Lord, use me today to be a blessing to God's people. And we'll be careful today to save you, to thank you for saving us and for all you do in Christ's name. Amen and amen. amen. Matthew uh, Gospel. Uh, Matthew, of course, uh, Matthew presents the Lord as the King. Mark presents Him as the servant. Luke presents Him as the Son of Man. And John presents Him as the Son of God. And, uh, but Matthew, being the one that presents the Lord as the King, he presents Him in that way uh, early on in his book in uh, Matthew 2. And he says, The wise men came from the east, and they said, Where is He that is born King of the Jews? Now, we often use this scripture at Christmas time, and we often preach about those uh, three wise men. We say three because we assume there was three. We don't know that. There may have been five or six. We don't know, but we know there's three gifts. Uh, the Bible said gold, frankincense, and mirth, and so by that, uh, we, we assume there were three wise men. And I've preached on them many times, many Christmases over the last 40 years. I've preached sermons about how wise was the wise man. Or I've preached on how to be a wise man. But today, I want to do a little different today. And you know, we preach about the three wise men of Christmas uh, but today, I want to preach on the three wise women of Christmas. The three wise women of Christmas. You know, Solomon, uh, he said, you know, he had some trouble with women. Solomon did. Don't know if you knew that or not. He had a thousand wives. I'd say he had trouble. Amen. And Solomon said... In, uh, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon uh, says in chapter 7, verse 25, and down through verse 20, 28, talking about wisdom, Solomon said that he had looked among the men, and out of a thousand he found one. But he said, I looked among women, and out of a thousand he said, I found none. But he changed his tune, he changed his mind somewhere. Of course, in Ecclesiastes, he is looking at life under the sun. The key phrase throughout the whole book is uh, life under the sun, under the sun, under the sun. And he says some things in there that you can't reconcile with other places in the Bible unless you realize that he's looking at life as he sees it under the sun. But in that book of Ecclesiastes, he said, out of a thousand women, he said, I found none. But he had to change of heart somewhere along the way because in Proverbs 31, and uh, there he's talking about the virtuous woman. It's a great chapter there in the Bible. It, it would be a great chapter for every, every woman to strive to have God to make her to be like that woman of Proverbs 31. And he says in verse 26 of that 
uh, chapter of that virtuous woman, he said that she opens her mouth, uh, and he says she opens her mouth with wisdom. In other words, he says uh, that virtuous woman said she is a wise woman. He said she opens her mouth with wisdom. Now, when I look at the Christmas story this morning, I find three wise women, not just wise men, but I find three wise women that I want you to look with me at this morning for a little while. And the first one we look at is in Luke 1 and verse 5. And the Bible said, There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Herod, and her name was Elizabeth. Now, we call her this morning Wise Elizabeth. We're going to call her Wise Elizabeth because first of all, her name, her very name is a form of the name Elisha. And the name Elisha means to whom God is my salvation. And it's a wise woman this morning that can say to whom God is my salvation. Amen. The Bible tells us here that uh, Elizabeth, we can read about her in Luke 1, and uh, we'll get more in detail there about Elizabeth. And the Bible gives me at least three things there I want to give you this morning that makes me think Elizabeth is a wise woman. Did you ever think about what it would be like uh, if there'd have been three wise women that had came seeking the Lord uh, instead of three wise men? Uh, well, how much different it would have been. You say, what do you mean? Well, uh, somebody would have got together a baby shower. And there would have been a baby shower, no doubt. Uh, and uh, no doubt someone would have hung, uh, someone would have hung curtains up. And someone would have had to move the stable around and, and adjust the manger and the stalls. And, and somebody would have had to lit a candle to smell up the place and get it smelling good. Uh, oh, how much different it would have been uh, uh, if it had been three wise women that got there first uh, instead of three wise men. Uh, uh, you see, men, uh, they don't care much about them candles. Uh, uh, men, uh, men, you know, we most of the time, we try to get out of going to baby showers. Uh, and uh, if it was up to us men, we would never redecorate the house. Uh, uh, we'd leave everything sitting just like it always has been sitting, amen. Uh, uh, but women ain't made that way. Uh, uh, no, women are homemakers. Uh, uh, God's put something in them uh, uh, that's uh, not in men. Uh, uh, but Elizabeth was a wise woman. And the Bible says about Elizabeth there in Luke chapter 1, it said, uh, There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name uh, was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, uh, and they were blameless. Uh, I want to say three things about Elizabeth before I go on to the second wise woman. Uh, I want to say that I think that Elizabeth, uh, I think that she was a wise woman, uh, and I think some of it had to do with her family. 
You say, what do you mean? Well, the Bible said that she was of the daughter of Aaron, uh, uh, the uh, priesthood family, uh, uh, the Levitical family, if you will. Uh, in other words, she was raised up in a godly family. She was raised up uh, uh, in, a, in a daddy that served God uh, uh, and a mama that served God uh, and family that knew God. Uh, and uh, you say, well, that don't mean she is wise. I know some people that was raised up in a family like that, uh, but they're not very, very wise. Uh, uh, yeah, but you see the difference was with her was uh, she stayed with her raisin. Uh, uh, you see a lot of people get away from their raisin. Uh, uh, a lot of people get above their raisin. Uh, uh, it's a wise young lady uh, uh, that's parents love God, serve God, uh, and carry them out to the house of God and involve them in Sunday school and youth group. Uh, it's a wise young woman uh, that'll stay with that. Amen. Uh, uh, that when they get out and get away from home, uh, uh, get in college or get married or get a job or whatever it might be, uh, uh, many of them leave that. Uh, uh, it's like when uh, when they get their driver's license, they drive away and say bye to God. Uh, uh, but it's a wise woman uh, uh, that will stay with the right teaching that she had uh, uh, when she was brought up by a family that knew God and served God. Amen. Uh, I think she was wise because she had a wise family. If you got a mom and daddy that served God or had a mom and daddy that served God, uh, uh, listen, you can be wise without one. You don't have to do like your family's done. You don't have to go the way your family goes. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you what, it's a help uh, and a blessing and something you ought to thank God for. Uh, if you had a mom and daddy that believed in God, believed in Christ, uh, uh, believed in the church and served the Lord, uh, you ought to thank God for it. Amen. You'd be wise to do that. Uh, not only that, the Bible, I want you to look how we find them. Uh, the Bible said Luke 1 and verse 6, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments uh, and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. Uh, here was two people that not only had been brought up right, uh, but they continued to live right. They continued to do right. They continued to walk uh, in all the ways of God. And uh, they uh, kept the commandments the best they could, the Bible said, and the ordinance of the Lord and all these things, uh, they were blameless. Amen. Uh, in other words, in so many words, what we're saying here uh, is that Elizabeth and her husband, uh, they walked with God. Uh, uh, now in Bible days, uh, uh, the way it ought to be in our day, uh, uh, the Bible meant for the man to be the head of the home. Amen. Uh, and so we know her husband, uh, he was walking with God. Uh, and you know what she did? She's a wise woman. Uh, she follows her husband. Amen. Uh, uh, she walks with God, following her husband who is walking with God. Uh, uh, very, very wise woman. Uh, 
If, if you got a husband uh, uh, that saved and walks with God and serves God, uh, you're not very wise if you don't go to church with him. Uh, you're not very wise if you don't get behind him and follow him. Uh, uh, you're not very wise if you don't walk in the ways that he's walking in. Uh, but Elizabeth walked with God. Amen. Uh, I tell you, blessed, blessed, blessed is the woman that has a husband that walks with God and blessed and wise is the woman that walks with her husband that walks with God. Do not take that for granted. Amen. Amen. Not only that, but I want you to notice this about Elizabeth over there in verse 41. And the Bible said in Luke, uh, Luke 1 and verse 39, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste unto the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of the salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things uh, which was told her by the Lord. Uh, uh, you know, not only was Elizabeth wise because she stayed with her family upbringing, not only was she wise, uh, Elizabeth wise, uh, uh, because of what she did in following and walking with the Lord, uh, but Elizabeth was wise because verse 41 said, uh, and she was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, now let me say this this morning, that this ain't in my notes, but I want to put it in there. She was wise because she welcomed Jesus into her home. Uh, you see, Mary was carrying Jesus uh, and she welcomed Mary into her home. Uh, it's a wise woman that will welcome the Lord uh, uh, into their home. Amen. Uh, uh, people ought to be able to walk into your house uh, and they ought to be able to look around for about five minutes and know that you know something about God. Uh, uh, there ought to be Bibles laying out. There ought to be pictures around. Uh, uh, there ought to be writings upon the wall. Uh, uh, they ought to be able to say in just a few minutes, these people must be believers. Amen. Uh, uh, if you come out of our house, some of you's been out there, and if you walk into our kitchen, uh, uh, right there, or oh, painted in letters that big, or all the way around the kitchen there, uh, uh, is a is a is a quotation out of Matthew six, and uh, it talks about our daily bread. Uh, and uh, that's been on there for a long time. I, I'm sure that my wife has thought about changing it, taking it down, covering up. Uh, uh, but it's been there a long time. Uh, and uh, I, I tell you the story of that, Corey, uh, at that time was uh, dating another girl. Thank God he got Ashley. But he was dating another girl. And uh, and that girl did, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, 
And, and Max Helen had started trying to do that and then Corey got to dating this girl and she was real good at it. And so Max Helen talked her into doing the rest of that. And she got about halfway through the verse and Corey has decided he's going to break up with her. He didn't, he didn't like her no more, David. He's going to break up with her. And my wife said, don't break up with her till she gets that done. I think she wound up giving him a hundred dollars or something not to break up with her until she got that thing done. Uh, but that, that's how it's on there. Amen. But you ought to be able to walk in your house and, and uh, you, ought to have, you ought to have a, ver, a Bible verse. Uh, uh, you ought to have a Bible. Uh, you ought to have something there that lets people know that the Lord, uh, that's the Lord's house. Amen. Well, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Bible said her husband was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and then the Bible says a strange thing. Uh, it said her baby was filled with the Holy Ghost before it was ever born. Uh, you say, explain that, Brother Rick. I couldn't explain that with an explaining machine. Uh, uh, but I want you to know, uh, if you got a mother full of the Holy Ghost and you got a daddy full of the Holy Ghost, there's a whole real good chance uh, you're going to wind up filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, the Bible said she got filled uh, uh, with the Holy Ghost. Wow. And uh, she didn't speak in tongues. Uh, uh, she didn't act crazy. Uh, uh, no, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, you say, well, what did she do, Brother Rick, if she didn't speak in tongues and run, the wild, run wild and pass out in the floor? What did she do? Well, she done what people do when they get filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, she became a blesser. Did you read that? She said, Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. I mean, she just a blessing everybody a coming and a going. Uh, uh, do you know what somebody full of the Holy Ghost will do? They'll be a blessing, amen. Uh, uh, they'll be a blessing to the preacher, a blessing to the church, a blessing to their family. I mean, she was a blessing. She wasn't wanting a blessing. She was a blessing, amen. Uh, the Bible said, that she blessed everybody. Amen. Full of the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible said she became very humble. For she said, she said, Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? In other words, she's saying, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy for you to be in my house. I'm not worthy. Uh, of the, the mother of my Lord to bring him into my house. She got very, very humble. Now, the thing you'll notice about a lot of people that say they get filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, they don't get real humble, they get real prideful. Uh, and they start bragging about they've got something ain't nobody else got uh, uh, and uh, all this and you're a lesser Christian than they are and uh, all, all this kind of stuff. Uh, uh, but the Bible don't say nothing about it. The Bible says that when people get filled with the Holy Ghost, they become humble. Amen. Years ago, we first married, we had some Pentecostal friends. And uh, his wife was talking to my wife, and she said, have you got the Holy Ghost? She said, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. 
and said, I want you to meet me at Walmart. That's when it was over here, uh, over here where uh, Crossland is, over there. So we went to meet him. I said, if you're going to meet her, I'm going with you. And we went and went in the little, they had a little dining place there. Then we went in and sat down. And there that Holy Ghost woman was. was. And there she was sitting at a table and we sat down by her. And there she was with her Virginia Slims. She'd come a long way, baby. But she wouldn't fix and take my baby there. And she sat there and told us how much that how much that she needed the Holy Ghost. She said, you need the Holy Ghost is what you need. I was nice. I kept my mouth shut. We got out in the car. My wife said, what do you think? I said, well, here's what I think. I said, I don't know what she's got, but if you ever get it, I'll kill you. The Holy Ghost makes people humble. Amen. Humble. And then she said, verse 45, she said, And blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her by the Lord. Not only, listen, not only, not only was she a blesser, not only was she uh, one of those people uh, that was a blesser, not only was she one of those people that was had become humble, but she was somebody that believed the Word of God. Uh, uh, you see, there ain't no such thing as somebody being filled with the Holy Ghost that don't believe the Word of God. Uh, uh, you couldn't be filled. You'd leak, amen. Uh, uh, but I want you to know, listen, uh, I, I, I tell you, a woman that gets filled of the Holy Ghost, they'll believe what that Bible says, uh, and they'll believe the Word of God, and they'll believe God's able to perform what He says He'll perform. Uh, and I'll tell you, Elizabeth uh, was a wise woman. Amen. But then, look in Luke 2, and verse 36. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Penal, the tribe of Aser. She was of great age and lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. The Bible said Anna was a wise woman at 84 years old. The Bible said that she was wise. And I believe the Bible will give us some indication as to why that this woman was a wise woman. I want you to look here in verse 36 of chapter 2 of Luke. And the Bible says, And she was a widow of fourscore and four years. She had been a widow for a long time. Now if your husband dies, the Bible says you're free to marry. Ain't that right? Amen. If your husband dies, people say, well, her husband just died. They just buried him a month ago and she's getting married. Well, it don't look good, but she's got a right to do it. Uh, amen. And she had been a widow for 84 years. Now, here's a wise woman. Now, you're free to marry if you want to marry. After your spouse dies, you can marry again. But the Bible says you're probably better off not to. Just telling you what the Bible says. Uh, over there in Corinthians 7, Paul said that. And you say, why? Well, I don't have time here to tell you, but I've seen some reasons and I've seen some people that 
I've watched them and I've thought they'd been better off if they'd just stayed the way they was. Because they married somebody didn't know God, married somebody, got them out of church, married somebody of a different religion, married somebody uh, that they weren't happy with. And uh, so look, uh, hey ladies, just realize when you've had the best, you can't beat it. Amen. Just be glad what you got. You can tell I ain't full of the Holy Ghost. I ain't very humble, am <laughs> But I want you to know that Anna was a wise woman right there in verse 37 because the Bible said, which departed not from the temple. She stayed, if you will, she stayed in church. Amen. She stayed in church. You know, a lot of, a lot of women after their husband dies, a lot of them will quit going to church. Amen. Amen. I'm just telling you the truth. A lot of them will quit going to church. And you know what? A lot of women that have been a part of a tithing family, when their husband dies, they quit tithing. Boy, we're in the Christmas spirit now, ain't we? A lot of women that went to Sunday school and all their life their husband dies uh, and they just quit it all and they stay at home. Not Anna. Anna was wise and she realized that if she needed the temple when her husband was a living, she needed it even more when her husband wasn't, wasn't alive. Amen. Uh, stay, she stayed with the temple. And then the Bible said not only did she not depart, but the Bible said she dedicated herself. Where's that at? Verse 37. Said she served God with fasting and prayers day and night. You spell lady in this town. I could call her name. Y'all would know her. And uh, she was a, a, an attractive uh, elderly lady. Had a good personality. Uh, just, uh, you know, kind of a likable person. Uh, but she loved the Lord. She's dead now, but she did love the Lord. A lot of times I'd go out visiting the hospital and she'd be out there visiting the hospital for her church. She didn't come here. She went to another church, but she'd be out there helping the preacher and she'd be out there visiting sick people. And one day me and her wound up at the counter there where you went through the files to find out what room your people was in. We got to talking and she said, my husband's been dead X amount of years. I, I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. She said, a lot of people asked me, said, why don't, how come you never have married again? And she said, well, she said, uh, when my husband died, I, I told the Lord right then, said, I ain't going to marry no more. Said, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna serve the Lord and be dedicated to the Lord, uh, and I'm just gonna be married to the Lord. Uh, amen. You say, what about that preacher? The only thing I know, every time I've seen her, she's so happy. You, you couldn't hardly, you couldn't hardly believe it's real. Amen. Uh, and some other women that got husbands and married again, they don't seem to be that way sometimes. <laughs> This lady was a wise lady because of the fact uh, uh, that she dedicated herself to the Lord. You say, preacher, I can't sing. I can't play the piano. I can't teach a class. She didn't do none of that. Did you notice how she dedicated herself to the Lord? Did you know what her job was? Oh, that God would give us a house full of women that would dedicate themselves to the Lord the way she did. You say, what'd she do? She gave herself to prayer and fasting. Amen. 
Woo! Can you imagine what kind of church you'd have if you had one, even one, but if you had a whole bunch of women that had given themselves to nothing else, maybe they retired, maybe they, they don't work a job, uh, maybe they retired, and all they do uh, uh, day and night is they pray for their church, they pray for their preacher, uh, they pray and they even fast. Uh, and I'm telling you, that was her whole ministry. She dedicated herself to the Lord. It is a wise woman that will dedicate themselves to the Lord. Amen. Dedicate themselves to the Lord. Amen. Not only did she dedicate herself to the Lord, look in verse 38. She said she gave thanks and spake of Him to all them that looked for redemption. She is a wise woman because she declared Jesus. She declared the Lord. Amen. It said anybody got around her, she's going to tell them about the Lord. Anybody come along her path, she's going to tell them about Jesus. Tell them about what the Lord did for her. Tell her about how she served the Lord. He let her serve the Lord. Tell her about all the blessings of the Lord. She was a wise woman. Amen. Wouldn't it be something, wouldn't it be something if ever how many hours popped up on the phone this week and it said you spent six hours in social media or seven hours or three hours? Wouldn't it be something if all most of those hours was spent talking about the Lord? Amen. I'm not just talking about the women, I'm talking about women and men. If all that time was spent telling somebody about the Lord. Amen. I want you I want you to know that this Anna was a wise woman. A wise woman. But look in Luke one thirty. Luke one thirty. The Bible said the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Now not only was Elizabeth a wise woman, not only was Anna a wise woman. But I want you to know that Mary was a wise woman. You say, why do you say that? I don't think the Lord, uh, would the Lord God Almighty, I don't think He'd let the mother of His only begotten Son be any other wise than wise. Amen. I, I don't think the Lord's going to have His only begotten Son raised by a heathen, raised by somebody that don't know God, somebody that don't believe in God, uh, uh, somebody that's not real smart. No, sir, I'm telling you, I believe God gave uh, His Son, uh, He gave His son's mother to be Mary because Mary was a wise woman. Amen. Amen. A wise woman. I could say a lot about Mary, but I found three things that makes me know Mary was wise. First of all, I want to say over in Luke 2 and verse 24, her sacrifice lets me know she is wise. You say, why? Well, the Bible said that she brought a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now that, that lets me know they were poverty stricken. That lets me know they were of a, a lower class people. Amen. And God made provisions so that those that wouldn't as rich as others, they might could bring a lamb or, 
an oxen or something else, God made it so they could bring what they could get. They could bring two turtle doves or two pigeons. And you say, Brother Rick, they brought two. Yeah, Jesus didn't need one. They brought one for his stepfather, if you will, Joseph, because he's a sinner. They bought one for Mary because she is not some kind of a sinless virgin. Uh, no, she's a sinner like everybody else. Uh, and Mary had to bring a sacrifice for her own sin. Uh, and I say she was wise in this sense. Uh, she was wise in the fact that Mary knew she was a sinner. It's a wise woman that knows they're a sinner and that they need a Savior. Even if you are the mother of the Savior, you still need one. She brought her sacrifice to the Lord. Over in Luke 2, in verse 45, Jesus is grown. Christmas is over. He's 12 years old. But over in Luke 2 and Luke 2 verse 45, they went to the Passover. And the Bible said in verse 45 that as they traveled away from the Passover, said that when they found Him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking Him. I say Mary was wise not only because that Mary knew she's a sinner and Mary brought a sacrifice, but I say Mary was wise because the very moment she realized she was traveling without Jesus, she stopped dead in her tracks. And said, we better go back and find Him. You can't lose your salvation, but you can lose Jesus out of your life to where you don't have the fellowship like you once had. You can be traveling along and and you can be traveling along and you can just feel like Jesus ain't there no more. Amen? But the very moment Mary realized He wasn't there, they started a diligent search until they found Him and brought Him back into their home and back in their life again. And I'll say it's a wise person that has, that has let the Lord go out of their home and out of their life. If you'd stop dead in your tracks on this 20th of the December morning and you'd stop dead in your tracks and say, I will not leave this building building till I find him again. Amen. She was a wise woman. Because her sacrifice, Lance. Because she stopped. She stopped when she realized I don't have the Lord in my life like I once did. I can't feel him. I can't see him. I can't touch him. I can't seem to talk to him. See, she couldn't do none of that because he wasn't there. I wonder this morning how many people would be on the altar today if we was honest with ourselves and we'd say, I'm still traveling on. I can't feel him. I ain't talked to him in a long time. I haven't seen him in my life in a long time. I'm just traveling on like everything's business as usual. I'm just traveling along like everything's all right. Not very wise. You need to stop 
drop whatever you're doing and you need to seek the Lord and find Him again in your life. Call upon Him while He's near. Amen. Seek Him while He may be found. Mary was wise. I say this this morning. Mary was not only wise because of her sacrifice and because she stopped, but Mary was wise in what she said. You say, what'd she say? Well, he's her own man now. He's over at a wedding in Canaan. And in verse 5, they come to his mother, talking to his mother, and his mother saith unto the servant, Whatsoever he saith unto thee, do it! She was wise in what she spake. She said, I'm telling you, whatever Jesus says to you, you do it. It might not make sense. You might not be able to figure it out. If He says to you, empty the water pots, fill the water pots, bring them to Me, may not make no sense, but if He says to you, do it, do it! Wise woman. Sometimes the Lord asks you to do crazy things, don't He? Think about it. Uh, Crippled 38 years, the Lord says, get up. Lord has to do crazy things. Uh, a big old city with a wall around it, big enough to run a chariot around the top of it, and the Lord says, March around it seven times, don't say nothing, just on the last seventh time, just blow your trumpet and shout. Don't make much sense, does it? You know, I've found out in my life, Brother Mark, and God tells me to do a whole lot of things that don't make a whole lot of sense. Amen. Don't make a whole lot of sense, but the Lord tells me to do it. And you know what? I found out his mother's right. Whatever he says unto you, do it. Amen. It'll work out all right. Amen. Amen. It'll work out all right. Whatever he says to you, do it. We was having a revival about 15 years ago. And Linda Garrett, Brother Sheets is preaching. Linda Garrett comes to the altar when he gets done. I know Linda's situation. We've talked a lot. Brother Sheets looks right at me and he says, Preacher, you need to come down here. Now I'm thinking, I'm not going to go down there. We've done talk and talk. The Lord said, the preacher said for you to come down here. So what would you do? Well, I started down there and I'm arguing with God the whole way. I'm arguing with God the whole way. And then about halfway down there, He asked me to do something else even worse. You say what? He said, when you get down there, turn around and tell her husband to come down here and pray with her. I knew James from work and passion, but I didn't know him very good. I thought, Lord, that man don't know me that good. He's not going to come down here if I asked him to come down here. Whatever he saith unto thee, do it! Amen. So I get right here. 
And I say, sir, he's sitting back where Amy is. I said, sir, the Lord would have you come down here and pray with your wife. He steps out. He didn't say, preacher, you're nuts. He didn't say, I ain't coming down there. He steps out and he comes down here and he starts to get down and I don't think he even got all the way down and he come back up and said, God, save me! God, save me! Whatever he saith unto you, do it! He knows what he's talking about. Wise, wise women. Yes, sir. We put the women down because of Genesis 3. Uh, They eat whatever they eat. Eat us out of house and home. We put the women down. And the devil came to the women because the Bible said, I'm only saying this, ladies, because the Bible says it. But the Bible says the women are the weaker vessel. Most most cults, if you study them out, are founded by women. Why? They're the weaker vessel. Now be careful, preacher, don't run your message. But John, John, if the devil used a woman to plunge us into this mess. God has said, you used a woman to plunge us into it. God said, you can't never outdo me. I'll use a woman to get us out of it. Jesus was born of a woman. Died for our sins, thank God. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God they weren't just three wise men in the Christmas story. Thank God they was three, three wise women in the Christmas story as well. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Elizabeth. Anna. Mary. Now you don't have to be a woman to be wise this morning. You, if you're a man, you'd be wise to whatever He says unto you, do it. If you're a man this morning, you'd be wise to say, I want Him in my house. If you got a, if you got a wife that's following the Lord, you'd be wise to say, I'm going to get with her and we're going to serve God together. And if you're lost, if you're lost this morning, you'd be wise, the wisest thing that you could ever do. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Not a college degree. Not a high school education. Not a master's degree or a doctor's degree. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The wisest thing you'll ever do in this life is fear Him because He can send you there before the day's over. And to fear Him and come to Him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. And be wise like Elizabeth and believe He's able to perform it and will perform it and has performed it. 
and able to save to the uttermost all those that come to God by Him. Amen. Amen. Lord, I thank You this morning for the Holy Spirit. I 